and welcome into the Empire Dynasty League podcast. We are back again, same place as always, as always from last week. Keeney, how are you? Uh, very well, Benjamin. We are on the couch. Hod's had a bunch of dinner this evening <laughs> on the couch and we're ready for another podcast. Hod, how are you feeling? Oh, I am up and about, Keeney, because... Uh, Ben's got his hands full. He has got a laptop on the lappy, a disc jockey box in the right hand, and a little mic in the left. Where are you fitting your beer? Sorry, did you say disc? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot going on here, and so it's fair to say that I will make some fuck up at some point, but hold on. I think I hear a noise here, and here's my first fuck up. <laughs> There it is. Oh, what's that? Who can it be now? Who can it be now? With the doorbell going, that means someone's here. Announce who it is to the listeners. Boats and hoes. Oh, what's up, leather, dogs? Black leather gloves in the house. <laughs> Thanks for having me, boys. Odds Palace of Love. Sweet, Ooh. sweet love. You Good take care here. of that couch there, Thais. You're in a prime <laughs> position. Do you guys have Luxa tonight? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Cheers to the invite. I'm starving. I've got the munchies. Well, mate, just because you're a guest doesn't mean you get all the privileges of uh, podcast royalty in Luxa for dinner. But we'll move into, because we've got plenty to get through tonight, including me trying to find where all the sound drops are. Let's start with some news. Every newsman in this city is laughing at us. And I don't like it. Uh, and kicking off the news, it was a very busy day on the waivers yesterday. And we don't typically discuss the waivers unless it's Joe Flacco for $100. But eight claims yesterday. I've got some stats for you. So eight claims, 20 bids in total from the entire league, $149 spent. Uh, Pettis was dropped. That was a talking point. <laughs> that bloke seems to just get dropped every week. And uh, Camo shockingly parted ways with a charger. But you know what? The waivers isn't what we're here to talk about because in the EDL news, I think it's time uh, that we need to start talking about what will go down in EDL law for years to come. A move that will from here on be known as the trade. And I'm definitely talking about Matty Mack getting David Njoku and Camo getting Adam Troutman. Oh, boom. Jeez. The Trout God. The- uh, Let's be real, though. It's got to be the trade between Scoot and Keeney, uh, just to run through any one of the nine people who are in this league that didn't somehow see it, that are listening right now. Scoot getting DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, Dawson Knox and Jim's 2022 second, and Keeney getting a King's Ransom, Devontae Adams and Dalvin Cook. I have spoken to a number of league members, and they think this is an absolute landslide. Mm. Have you also had the same reaction? I've I've heard a few that suggest it is, and I've I've had a couple go the other way as well. Um, I think I think it comes down to um, maybe maybe the league not rating. I think it's, it's uh, a few of the league members can't rate. <laughs> wow. or don't know how to rate DJ Moore for one. Like he's an interesting player. So he's wide receiver nine on the season. He's really young. He's got Sam Darnold. I think he's got a lot more upside, and maybe and I think Scoot obviously agrees. Um, there's a few people that like him, a few people that think he doesn't score touchdowns, so he's never going to be, um, you know, an elite 
wide receiver option. But if he does, um, you know, I think he's got some upside there. Terry McLaurin's in a similar boat. He's kind of, um, can he get to that next echelon? I reckon they're both currently kind of in that tier below being elite receivers, but can they get to the next one? Um, and Dawson Knox is another that's kind of, um, you know, made some pretty big strides this year. And I don't know if people have caught on to that as much as what they maybe should have. Um, he's, he's obviously going really well in a good high-powered offense. And then Jim's 2020, 2022 second will be about pick 15 or so, I would say. So pretty decent pick as well. But, um, you know, I can see why. Um, other people probably think it's it goes the other way because I've probably got the two best players in the deal. So It's not surprising, though, that Dawson Knox is a highly valued tight end with Josh Allen as his quarterback, right? Mm. Oh, tassels. I, I, I actually know he's only played well when the wind's been down, so <laughs> wow, there you he's, go. Uh, he's going well. Well, after that spiel, I was going to say, now give us your pitch that you gave to Scoop, but I reckon we just heard it, guys. <laughs> what do, you... do we want well, to... <laughs> well, okay, well, then, obviously I was heavily involved in the trade, so I was happy with my the assets I got out of it. So, uh, Ben, why don't you talk to us about what you thought about it? All right, I think that... On the surface, it does look very juicy for you getting two absolute gun players. But I reckon what we're going to start to see as the years go on in this is that age becomes a huge factor in trade. So right now, we are looking at talent on the surface as of right now. That's where we're seeing a lot of... uh, When elite players go in the now, we're seeing a lot of additional things thrown in there. But I think we're going to get to a point where people will throw in a 29-year-old receiver in straight swap for a 23-year-old receiver. And I think that will start to become the norm. But right now, with trades the way that they have been, this one stands out as a bit shocking. But I reckon in a few years, it probably won't. It comes out ahead for Scoot on the calculator. But um, I think you nailed it with the wide receivers being evaluated. I, I see them as two wide receiver ones. I know some others in the league that thought this trade was one-sided don't see that. I won't name names, but Michael Papagiris thought that. And uh, my boy. It, was, it was even before the 2022 second. So, I don't know. I, I think it's a really good trade. Um, what do you have, your thoughts on this? Would, were you even a possible candidate in this trade, perhaps? <laughs> I think about half an hour before the trade got pulled, Scoop proposition me and said, you've got until 7 o'clock. Now, I thought about it for a bit, and I was trying to work out who it was. I thought, it might be Keeney. It's probably come over Manny with all those picks, um, and it turns out it was Keeney. So I think my two cents on the trade, though, is there's actually not a lot of people that would be willing to buy those guys from Scoot. So you know, he was rightly coming up to me because um, I've got some young players in capital, um, and Kenny's just pushed his chips further in. So that's going to start to happen where teams are going to have players and there's not going to be a lot of buyers looking to buy guys at that age. So it was an interesting deal. Yeah, I reckon you touched on a very interesting point that the, I guess the thought of blowing up your team when you want to, a lot of people just think you can pull the trigger and do it, but you've got to have buyers, don't mm. you? So it's all about timing. I think Hod blowing up his team at the start of the year when so many people think they're a chance. And then I think as the season goes on and people think, well, I can't contend with that team and I can't contend with that, so they're a bit more hesitant to pull the trigger. So timing is everything. Yeah, probably the only other thing I'll add is that um, I think as we the, the further we, we go with this league, um, just the importance of having having depth in, in different positions as well. I, I think Scooter's, you know, he's two and six right now. He's probably not going to play make, make the playoffs. So is Devontae Adams and Dalvin Cook, um, you know, 28 years old, 26 years old, going to be in his next playoff team is he better off going younger getting more pieces in the deal getting another pick in 
which he could trade. Um, just so, so basically just adding a bit more depth to his roster. I know, uh, speaking of Scoot, on Sunday, he also likes the fact that he kept Madison. Um, obviously a very handy handcuff. Um, that sort of does help getting rid of the likes of Dalvin Cook if he gets injured or moves on. But I want to round this out by asking the two gentlemen here who are, Jake put it, it's all over now. He's put Keeney up top of the rafters. So how does that make number two and three viewed by most? Where does that leave you guys? Are you, are you still willing to put chips in or are you just going to let uh, the, the big dog here just take it all? Who Who's number two? <laughs> we'll uh, get to that a little bit later, um, hey? No, nah, look, I think that it's all in for Keeney, but it also takes away a little bit of the depth that he had. And the depth actually scared me. So we just saw this week, and we'll get to it, where injuries can happen to big players. And if that happens to Keeney in the next month, then, you know, he's gone all in for this move. He's hoping to get a clean bill of health. But I think that taking away a bit of depth there... I kind of see it as a break-even. It could work. It could not work. We'll have to just wait and see. Yeah, I think it's very hard to win these titles, except for Jake. He's won one already. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, Kings just pushes chips in further. And I think the rest of the league's just hoping that, you know, he's starting for RB1s. We've seen it's a, another zero RB year. Guys kind of dropping by the week with Derek Henry being the latest. So I think the rest of us will just be hoping um, that maybe one or two drop off. You didn't answer my question. Which one of you is coming for Digsy? <laughs> i got nothing to give. <laughs> well, that's it, isn't it? It's bloody hard to win. And you only need to have one shit week. Like, you just need to put oh, in one absolutely. shit week and you, you're out. Like, I think we've seen that time and time again. So Thais is putting his hand up. I don't think he wants to say anything. He was just saying that was me last year. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've, I've just got an itch. Um, no, I think Jake and Papa last year is the five and six seeds. Ended up playing off in the grand final. I don't think we had as many kind of powerhouses as we may have this year, but it just goes to show that once you get there, um, anything can happen. So, Yep. And I reckon until depth gets built, that's probably going to be the case. It's just going to be who gets lucky on the day once you get to the playoffs. But let's move on to uh, something that was watched very closely this week in the league. And that is our Eliminator Tipping Pool, which is down to four members. And oh boy, wowee, was it close for anyone who was paying Ooh. attention. We had three people on the OJ's legal team who came up against the Humdingers. And then we had Timos just backing himself in against the DFF. And if anyone didn't pay attention, and spoiler alert for the reviews coming up, OJ's legal team got over the line by 0.3 points. That's all it was that separated this competition being over. But for all the uh, bystanders just watching on now, we get another week of watching this. Hod, how do you feel about narrowly escaping? And uh, were you regretting not tipping yourself last week? Well, don't give Jake that much credit. It was 0.24, not 0.3. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, tough one to watch. I was also in two minds. I would have loved to have beat him after his smug preview of our game on the last week's pod he thought he was a shoe-in and I thought differently and I wish I could have said very differently but I also had the eliminator pool there which is obviously hard cash which we all love so hot sweaty stinky cash oh yeah so uh yeah I was I was in two minds it's a sort of a win-win it, it was really nice to feel 
close to getting a win in this league. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, yeah, that was your closest one yet to actually getting off the board this year. Thais, you're obviously still in. Uh, we'll run through here the tips for the four remaining Ooh. competitors. Pappas Punishers have locked in the San Diego Demons, who are playing the Humdingers this week. And we've got Ooh. Tim locking in the San Diego Demons as well. We've got Thais over here locking in the Gym City Stallions and Hod backing himself in this week, the Humdinger. So we're going to have an elimination. That's what I see in this. If we've got two people on the Demons, one person on the Humdingers, there will be an elimination. But let me just run through some of the remaining teams if these teams get through this week. We've got the likes of DFF, the Dingers, the Stallions, and the Executioners and any combination of that with the four remaining. So it is going to be an interesting finish. How do you feel, Thais? Can I just say that a Tim and Papa colluding in this eliminator pool? Ooh, what they do, do have identical remaining teams. I feel like identical they pick the teams. same team every week. Wowee. Okay. Controversy. Is this, is this grapevine or crystal balling or what segment does this belong under? I just like that Thais has been <laughs> he's been thrown into the collusion with Tim and now he's just pushing it off to Tim in another direction. Oh, I like more this. more collusion coming, don't worry. Oh, Jesus. This is uh, a new segment, Thais's Theories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Case Keenan, what? Any final thoughts, Hod? You've backed yourself in. How are you feeling? I am confident. We almost got there last week against one of the powerhouses of this league, the, <laughs> the reigning chip. Fucking <laughs> Projections healthy for the dingers. It's at one fifteen. I know you. Bo- I know you boys are a bit smug over there. This, you know, you get that in your sleep. But I, uh, this is just. It, it is a battle of one of the, you know, two of the Sunny Weaver heavyweights. It's uh, certainly the highest that's been in a while, Hod. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's right up there. It is. Um, yeah, I'm in good form. What do you think? I nearly picked the dingers this week because I did notice that you're coming up against Camo, your arch mm. rival. So I thought there might be some extra motivation to knock him off. But apparently you're quite chummy. Yes, nothing what? but ultimate respect for Camo and what right he brings to this league. He lures you in, I reckon, sometimes. Camo. He does. He lures you right in. It's just too friendly. That's just what Leisure Suit Larry does. <laughs> he, he, he often does this directly before trading. So it's he might fun. be trying to buddy up. It's funny, I reckon. it's topical, Keeney. It was just Halloween. I'm sure Camo would have had a lot of little treats there. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> the words of the DFF, he's marinating you up. That's <laughs> the track done. Let's move on to our reviews. What was that? I heard something, then I saw something. You didn't hear anything, man. I'm going to kick the reviews off with the uh, straight cash homies. And Akini, I reckon you got this game. Yeah, I do. Uh, thanks for that segue. That was outstanding. Speaking of marinating and the DFF, uh, he went down by only 16 this week against the straight cash homies. So a pretty Is res- that a waddle? Is he missed by a waddle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is nah, that a new it's, unit of measurement? <laughs> it's, it's a real waddle watch sort of segment, <laughs> isn't it? We, we do talk about the great man a lot, but he's still sitting there on the taxi squad. One day I reckon he'll, he'll um, bring him up. But toot, toot. I tell you what, we... We gave the DFF a bit of shit, and rightfully so, I reckon, early on in the in the year in the podcast about, you know, not cracking the ton. But I tell you what, if you're not aware, three weeks in a row, the DFF cracking the ton. So a pretty respectable 126 oh. this week. Wait, we've got to celebrate that, don't we? Go DFF! <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I got it. I figured it was Mike, yeah. So so a, one, a 126 uh, up against 142 here for the straight cash homies. 
Um, a few comments from Steph. Looks like the marinating was not worth the effort. We know he greased himself up and uh, oiled himself up in WD-40. Uh, just rolling around the factory there, you can just real get a nice mental image there of uh, of Stephos. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll touch on that mental image. He's not going through a great time at the moment. He is it um, isolating at home, so I can just imagine how much WD forty he's got going on <laughs> at Petronella. It's been some lonely times, and he's going to come out roaring Saturday. When people are in, in isolation, they're bouncing off the walls. He's sliding off the walls. Right <laughs> are those sad tissues or happy tissues? <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, another point here. Swifty. He's, he's great, mate. Jonathan, Jonathan Swift. He let him down this week. He has been a, he's been a bit of a revelation this, this year in a, in a pretty ordinary offense. He just gets fed a fair bit. But he let him down this week. If he scored anywhere near his other weeks, I would have gone a long way to winning. Now, we touched on he lost by 16 and he scored is that, five. So. Is that how fantasy works? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Just isolate someone who didn't score well. And if he scored more, I could have won. Could have won. That's yeah, a good point. That's good. And then Michael Pittman, you've got to be gagging me. Scores on fourth and one, Hod. And then Indianapolis turns the ball over and he scores again. It's Again, someone just like just reliving fantasy, really. That's kind of what happens when yep. you wake up and watch... Uh, the old red zone. It can be frustrating, but uh, yeah, Pittman. Uh, Pittman's a pretty good talking point. He's going very nicely. Been solid, having man. a fantastic year. Um, I'm just checking here where Timos took him. You know, seventh round in the startup, so mm-hmm. reasonably um, good investment there from wide from receiver, Timos. But um, you know, wide receiver ten on the season. Yeah, wide receiver ten. Gee, that's um, it's pretty odd. His, his last month has been really, really good. It's they were comparing it to one of Marvin Harrison's. Best months, uh, what was it, October. And that's with a 4.8 against Houston thrown in there too. So that just tells you how good his other games were. Maybe they left that one out of there. <laughs> yeah, was, if you leave out his worst game, he's had a good month. Yeah, Mr. October. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie Jackson. He, um, it it kind of happens every year, doesn't it? The second year breakout receiver, it, it tends to happen a fair bit. Um, and he's certainly been, been the one this year, I reckon. Um, so Timos... You know, putting up 143 with a shit one from Kyler. Um, yeah, so Kyler will be interesting this week. He only put up nine, so it would have been his lowest score of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we'll see if he gets up this week. Pittman, again, domination, 15 targets for the great man. Uh, pretty happy with that pick and pretty happy just to play him as a, a week-in, week-out starter now. So, um, you know, probably something he wouldn't have uh, counted on at the start of the year. But... Um, his final point, upside galore for the homies with CMC to return. Taysom Hill a chance to be QB1 kissed on the duck. <laughs> the duck. <laughs> but it's a, it's a fair call because he's, he's done well there with, with the – obviously we don't, um, we don't hope for injuries, but the, the Taysom Hill um, emergence, and we'll see if it's Simeon or Taysom Hill, but uh, it's huge for him. He's got Kyler and Tannehill and nothing else. So for him to all of a sudden get you know, a, a rushing QB that's got a pretty nice floor – even though he's not a super, super real-life QB. It's a great result. Well, I'll just touch on that quickly. Like, you being the Saints man, Simeon was very good, wasn't he? Uh, in, given the situation, he was pretty good. He just managed the game a fair bit. Um, it was a lot of kind of so scheme. So, with a week to prepare, you think that they would throw the keys over to Taysom again? Well, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because I, I reckon we see this a fair bit with um, – so backup QBs that come in during the game and it's hard to prepare for you. You're not preparing for them. They're preparing for Winston, who probably a different QB than what Simeon is. So um, you come up against a team that's going to have a week to prepare against him. I don't know. I, I think, yeah, I think I, I do think Sean Payton loves having Hill in that gadget role where he can be tight end, running back, whatever he wants. So it wouldn't surprise me if they if they kept Simeon in. 
I don't even think Taysom Hill's the best QB coming back to his lineup this week. He's got big J Love on the taxi squad. Leo. Well, Leo. we might get to that. I think we'll get to that, preview. but that's a it's a really fascinating talking point for Tim Oss's team. I was just going to add, Kenny, you kind of touched on there. I think that the Saints are at their best when you've got the trick plays in Taysom up your sleeve. I think when he looked okay when he was an every down quarterback, but then you lose that sort of ability to throw him in packages. And so I see a potential where Simeon is the game manager and Taysom comes in for those. I think we've um, we've brought this up some time ago, but it's sort of that double-edged sword for Tim Oss because if you bring Taysom Hill in, Kamara, Kamara. loses those yeah. um, end zone touches. Yep. So it's uh, a yeah, tricky one for that. But, yep. um, yeah, we will move on to the next game. I'm getting the, the go-ahead. And what a game this was. An absolute butt barnstormer. I've oh, just... Oh, did you say butt? <laughs> I have just on mind. clicked on something and my notes have disappeared. We're back. All righty. We have the legal team. And he previewed this game for us last week, didn't he? Live on air. Um, no, I think you previewed it. You previewed his thoughts and then he just agreed with that's his right. thoughts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Terrible thoughts. Smooth. Uh, he finished with an 83.2. Uh, yeah, not much of a uh, barnstormer that he might have expected for his illustrious team. Um, defeated the Dingers, 82.96. And I'll tell you, boys, this is the narrowest defeat in EDL history. I'm very good at this. In the other league, Jeez. I get some very, very narrow losses. And what are you, what are you going to chime in here with? So you're giving a bit of credit to yourself. You actually scored 82.92. Yeah. That's true. I added an extra .04 in there for you. Sorry, mate. .04. It's one yard passing. It's about my <laughs> blood alcohol reading right now. Um, but, yeah, Jake was – I was I was trying to get him on everything. All the socials, calling him, texting him. He was giving me nothing, which is not unusual for him. He's a prick. But he was very quiet and he claims he was on holiday in Echuca with no reception. But – I think he was just avoiding what potentially could have been one of the worst defeats he'll ever experience, especially after his uh, preview of the game last week. He thought he'd have a canter, but I, uh, I also I gave him that proposition that he put in the league. I said, you're either avoiding what potentially could be the worst or you're just sitting tight and you're just going to say, did it easy. Hmm. No stress. <laughs> and he's, he's just taken my words and put it straight in the group. Correct. But uh, it was, yeah, I'll give you Jake's thoughts on it. Um, I wasn't wrong about Hod's team. He's shit. I <laughs> ranked myself sixth at the start of the year. I'm currently sixth in the league, sixth in the power rankings as of last week. I am the definition of mediocre. I thought that was going somewhere else. I thought that was going crystal balls. But, um, and the last one, the gods punish me for not trusting in my proven soldiers like Lockett and McKist on the dick. I, that's a great segue, Jake, because my first point is the fantasy gods. Have a look at Miko Hardman's touchdown. That should have got me over the line. And I know Timos was in agreement there because he had some other interests in this game. He would have won the Eliminator with that touchdown, but very tight. Um, yeah, very arguable, that one. And the last one I'll just throw in here, boys, is... I told you I had two agendas in this game and it may have been a deliberate ploy not to play Boston Scott because I am all about the Eliminator and I thought he might have a good game against the Detroit Lions <laughs> with uh, Miles Sanders out and uh, I'll just give myself some credit there. Jeez, We're- it's open, openly just 
throwing games and tanking. It's interesting. Yeah. I was about to say as much, so I'll give you a slice of 100 when I'm in the Eliminator pool for that. Thank you, because I had Jeez. Jake last week. Might have to uh, not penalise you on some draft picks for yeah. putting this league into disrepute. Heavy, heavy penal. Boston is not on the... Great Bloody Scott. taxi squad or whatever. Hey. I've got him in my lineup. He counts to everything. Just a quick one. I was just having a look here. It couldn't have gone worse for Jake. He had two touchdowns total for his whole team. Right. His entire squad. Couldn't have gone worse. That's a PB for me on the yeah. weekly. You had five, mate. So you only still, still scored. <laughs> you still only scored 82. So I think yeah. it sums up how the rest. How was Rashad Penny just slotting into the lineup for yeah. a point seven? That was got a good one. Seven and touches. He's and a look. classic running back for you <laughs> at the moment. And we didn't, uh, and sorry to dampen the mood a bit, but we didn't actually touch on some significant NFL news, and that is uh, the news of Henry Ruggs with what's happened with, uh, and obviously he's on Jake's Ooh. team, so just touching yeah. on that. So I think I, I actually, I like what Jake's done. He's just cut him straight away. I like, he's a, he, as we know, a big believer in the fantasy gods. You can't be having someone like that sitting on your roster. <laughs> And he may go to jail anyway, but still, I like that he cut him straight away. Did you say go to jail or to James? Uh, Yeah, well, that's a good point because you say you like what Jake did. I love what Jim did because this is Dynasty. You just never know. Like, you know, I thought long and hard about pairing him up with Deshaun um, just for (laughs) great culture down the diggers. Yeah, yeah, well, you just never know. Like Jake said, you can have him for 20 years. So we'll see what happens. That's right, and that's why Manny and I keep taking turns at picking up Darius Geis, just hoping that someone will uh, pick him up after raping an 84-year-old woman. Jesus! On a couch? I did not know that. Allegedly. Allegedly. Wowee. Um, Yeah, I I think... I don't know. Do you reckon Jim would have picked up Ruggs if he wasn't a Philly fan? Do you think that there is the Michael Vick factor of he can come back from jail and set the world on fire? I mean, it's very different circumstances for what they did. I, I don't see an NFL team rostering him. I can't see it. I, I just don't see how it happens. But anyway. He's got to get his life in order. I suppose it, it's, without no disrespect to Jim, but it's not a bad flyer for him just to sit on his team. Like it's, He's got worse on his bench. It says so. a lot about your team when there's a 20-year flyer sitting there on the roster. Fucking hell. Yeah. All right, let's move on no to... No disrespect. <laughs> ...to Prestige Worldwide, who defeated... The Bayside Executioners, 119 to 102. A uh, bit of rounding there for yeah. you, Thais, just to make it a bit nicer for you. But Scoot, um, who has confirmed to Odd this week, he hasn't listened to a second of the podcast this year. So for a bloke who hasn't listened to a second, he still jumps on and does the form first out of just about everyone every week. So he's a real team player like that. But he's not given us extensive thoughts this week. He said, uh, I think all my players are on a gap here and Matty Mack is a fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> so Elite. succinct, but uh, Thais, why don't we throw to you rather than me say your thoughts? Why don't you share your thoughts on this one, mate? I will. Now that you also have a little uh, counterattack to Scoot's words. Well, if Scoot doesn't listen to this podcast, Scoot is a fuckhead, and a creative comeback there. Yeah, well, he stole my line, didn't he? It's almost <laughs> like he knew mama. it was coming. What I will say about my review: Scoot, Scoot, Scoot tries to dangle the old didn't do my trade on the pod. No, I'm full well, Kenny, the trade salute, can't help himself. And then they colluded, knowing that it was a two-for-one with the division rival this week, with Devante out and me having to face both of DJ Moore and Scary Terry. But turns out, with no Waller, injuries to J-Rob, Dakar laid out, it didn't matter, you still shit, Scoot, even though you can't hear me. <laughs> Would have been great to put you away. With the Dak, Seedy, sweet, sweet stack. But Seedy catching helicopters from Cooper Rush did me just fine. 
P.S. How about them Vikings boys, Manny and Timos? <laughs> Keeny, as for you, mate. Good riddance. Devante will be catching passes from J-Love this week. Win-win for me. Hope it goes off, but nice perch. Go, Pack, go. Matty, why aren't you reading your ha-has in all of that? <laughs> <laughs> your lols. <laughs> Lol. Uh, I tell you, I, watching Cooper Rush, he's certainly not vegetarian. He, he fed lamb. He was, he was targeting him a fair bit. Liked a bit of lamb. Also liked yeah. his namesake. Yeah. Cooper to Cooper. Cooper Cooper. So I was watching that game closely, mm. as you can imagine, and CD had three catches on, I think, the first drive, and I was like, I'm nearly home here. And he didn't have another catch for a half, mm. and it wasn't until a trick play from that Cedric Wilson that got me over the line. And then he started targeting him, and he had a big drop that cost him like 20, 30 yards. But, yeah. What a, what a throw that was. Cedric Wilson. <laughs> the best throw of the night. It, was, it actually was. It was very nice. It really was. It's it's always good. How good's fantasy when you've you need six point five from um, C D Lamb and, and uh, Evan Ingram and you're sweating balls <laughs> to see if it actually happens. And if like, did, if, if C D didn't get the, the six points, you would have been literally sweating that whole Kansas City <laughs> Giants game. I know how much you love him. I'm glad I was at Flemington. Jesus Christ. Uh well very good uh very good review, preview. Review. Review. review synopsis good size gave us a chop that was nice um, uh, he's made us look stupid he read straight word for word from the teleprompter and no mistakes no tone no falsettos at all but very uh very accurate <laughs> very like Ron Burgundy oh <laughs> I know you can't hear yourself right now but it just fucking got static as hell in here Jesus alright let's move on to the <laughs> next one this one this one <laughs> This one was another a really close one. We had a few games that went down to that final game in the week. This was certainly one of them. The Jim City Stallions, uh, second win of the year, 110, knocked off the Johnny Unitas sensible haircuts, 107.5. So got it done by two and a half points in the end. Um, from Jim's point of view, it was tighter than I wanted it to be. Poor score from Rogers, made it pretty close. In fairness, Jim, uh, he didn't have a heap to uh, throw to on the old uh, Thursday night game. Um, his first four receivers were out, so... Uh, TNF. On TNF, yeah, TNF, <laughs> Ben's favourite. So um, I think he did pretty well considering, but um, Tyreek was the one. I think Tyreek needed about 20, uh, which we know Tyreek can do on any given day. Um, he had 18 targets, so if you knew that going in, you would have been like, oh, I'm going for sure. Um, scored the touchdown, but 12 catches for, I think, about 80 or 90 yards, so... Um, you know, didn't get there in the end, but it's pretty close. We need to just take that moment while we have you here. Well, we always have you here, Ben. But <laughs> I'm glad I could join you this week. <laughs> well, you were there the other week. You were in some other planet. But uh, Mahomes, he's um, he's feeding Tyreek, but he's looking awfully shabby at the moment. I've got interest in other leagues, but what are your what are your thoughts? Where does he sit with you at the moment? Uh, in a rut. But to be honest, it's two weeks. Even when he was looking ordinary prior to that, he was still scoring okay in fantasy. So I was sitting there going, well, if a bad week for him is 22, I'll take that every day. But then he's ripped out a 7 and a 14. So it's proof that he can come back down to earth. But we were having a chat a little bit earlier before the pod, Keeney and I, that, and we'll get to it, I'm sure, with Papa in the preview. But it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation. Kelsey's playing shit right now. Mahomes is playing shit right now. Which one's affecting which? Is Kelsey shit because of Mahomes or is Mahomes shit because Kelsey's down? It's an interesting thought. And the big thing is teams are playing two high safeties against the Chiefs this year. They're only rushing four and it's really impacting them. Like they're not getting Tyreek deep and they don't have the running game this year with that retooled 
offensive line. So yeah, and he's just had some dumb turnovers really. Like some at the start very of the year. dumb. Yeah. Some Carson Wentz's. <laughs> oh mate. Um that no, that was the point I was gonna make as well, Thais. The the O line is definitely underperforming. Um, they've obviously invested a lot in that. And um, the other thing is definitely how they're being played in his first two years. Being a young quarterback, I reckon D coordinators were just like, let's just throw everything at him, blitz him. And he just ate everyone up um, with that offense. And now, as you said, it's they're making him dink and dunk. And it's awfully frustrating, I think, for mm. such a high powered offense. It's really having some good success. What are you. Yeah. What it's, are you sniggering at? No, over there? just he did eat out all the defenses then yeah. and they threw everything at him. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Gee whiz, I didn't realise Paddy was that invested, but uh, this is he, normally the host that keeps things moving. He does, he's normally pretty in. straight down the line, isn't he? Yeah. He's throwing a few, he liked his own work too. It's good yeah. to see. Nah, you, you, you did touch on the offensive line; they did spend a lot of money there, um, but they just haven't played much together either, have they? Yeah, so maybe it's, it's a maybe it's a matter of bit more cohesion towards the end of the year and you know they come on a little bit towards the pointy end they'd want to still i don't know you don't mind a pointy end but they'd want to um they'd want to get moving pretty quickly what are they four and four on the year um their division's pretty tough the raiders are obviously i think they're the two seed at the moment in the afc the Chargers obviously going all right so they're no sure things to make the playoffs but um, is, if they do maybe they're, they're a good team to peak at the right time it wouldn't shock anyone here is their think. next month green bay Ooh. at las vegas Dallas, and then the bye. So Ooh, three tough games. Doesn't get easier for them from here. Uh, well, without Rogers helps, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's then none of them are given. So I wouldn't have thought. No, um, no, but anyway, sorry. back onto this game. Just rounding it off. Um, Jim mentioned Melvin Gordon. He's actually had a pretty good year for Denver. Another couple of touchdowns for this in this game, um, and he's pumping up Cordial Patterson again. He's still not, he's still RB eight on the season, Cordial. So. He's just been very reliable week in, week out. It's uh, It just makes you you think about fantasy sometimes when players like Cordial Patterson just um, step in. I know Hodge shaking his head. He's got Mike Davis who had the big thighs in the preseason and uh, Hod something else got big on him uh, after seeing those photos, but uh, it hasn't it hasn't really happened for him. But um, And just look, Manny didn't provide much this week, but he did say that Gino... He copped a bit of shit for, for grabbing Geno off waivers, but he nearly outscored Rodgers and Jalen Hurts combined, and there's no question that he's the king of the waiver wire, he reckons. His words. Yes. Very nice. It is a good $101 spent there. Uh, we'll move on to our next game, which is the San Diego Demons, 114, defeating the Punishers, 105.5. Uh, and Camo's words here, very stiff, Papa, missing a couple of key players and suffered a couple of mid-game injuries. All the best for the year ahead. Legit contender, he throws in at the end there. He just loves to uh, just be the nice guy of the league. Come on, and I, I'm with you, Keeney. I reckon he just he keeps that up his sleeve so that when he butters people up, he can maybe execute a trade a bit later on in the season. Um, another thought for Camo here is, what will happen sooner, Essendon win a final? or a player on the trade block actually gets traded, I think it's a 50-50, and it's a very good point. Yeah, he's, he's come to me about this one, actually. Um, just about players that are put on the trade block like six months ago, 
Um, they just he's calling for them to come off the trade block and and get a reset of of some trade block action. He can't keep up. We know how invested he is in trading. He wants to be across it all, but he just thinks they're getting a bit stale on the trade block, and he wants a refresh. So I don't know if I can control that. But to the listeners out there, if you if you're done putting someone on the trade block, maybe just take them off. Maybe for Camo, if, if no one else, but. Have a refresh on it and see uh, see if there's someone else you can throw at him. I think that's fair. I think it's a uh, it's at least a six month minimum. <laughs> if a player hasn't had a nib in six months, it's probably not worth putting on the block anymore. Well, you definitely know it's not me because I just put him up when I get a tutty and yeah. then take him off. <laughs> Moelle Cox. So I'll tutty. move on to his third point, and he he knows I'm a man of acronyms because he says the SWJ division <laughs> a whisker away from going three and one, and DFF was the top four scorer of the week. Our division clearly has the best QBs in the league and we are on the charge and pardon the pun there from the charger man himself. I told you he's, he's pumping up this division. I love it. We've got a spokesperson um, and we are coming. Come Yep. Just what year? We'll have to wait and find out. Uh, but one of you will make the playoffs and I think that right now Come is in the box seat for that. But we'll move on to Papa's thoughts and... For a man who's very zen, he's, uh, he's given very few thoughts right now. He said the Punishers are in real trouble with the amount of injuries piling up on this roster. The San Diego Demons got us on a shocker week with five players scoring under five. And then he's just gone Kelsey with the poo emoji. And I think that just sums up where he's at right now. So it definitely, things are starting to, there's cracks starting to form because I did have a hit of golf with him very early Monday morning. And... The first words he said to me as I called him on my way down, he's like, the Zen's starting to break. Kenny Gainwell, he's not in the game. He's just unloaded on Kenneth Gainwell because I think he had nothing and Boston took it all. Yeah. In a in a landslide game, he should have been getting a bit more than what he did. So there are cracks forming. I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'll run you through, and this is the sort of stuff that would uh, would make a Zen man quite frustrated. He's gone David Johnson in the start after they got rid of Ingram. They traded him out. You'd think that he'd get the automatic sort of bulk of the load. He got two carries for four yards and one target for negative one yards. <laughs> that's that's not ideal, a point eight there. He uh, T.Y. Hilton out in the game. So he's. What, do you know what the injury was? No idea. No idea. Well, yeah, old man injury, I guess. He slept with someone's missus. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the O-line. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then Sterling Shepard, who's been... <laughs> Questionable and out for most of the season. Gets a game, gets a bulk of targets in the first quarter and then goes off with a quad injury and then throw the Kenneth Gamewell thing on their 13 carries for 27 yards. That is going to make the most zen person crack. I think Jake on the pod last week summed it up perfectly that the only vote more annoying than Papa is Zen Papa and that eventually he will break. <laughs> yep. Get rid of him. He's got six divisional games over the next six weeks in a strong division, so I'm looking forward mm. to his next six reviews. Mm-hmm. Well, the beauty of human beings is we all revert to our bad habits under stress, so I can't wait to see non-Zen Papa again. Yeah. I know. How, we'll- how can you be that Zen when you lose a final the way he did last year? I just it's gotta oh, come out at some rough. point. He was he was very and good to get there. He was, but he, he needs to win one this year, doesn't he? I think he'd absolutely want to be winning one this year and I think his layup in Travis Kelsey is is not helping him at the moment, which he was the complete opposite last year. I think he didn't score under twenty, it felt like every single week. So it's pretty hard when your list is aging and you're not getting the top scores. That's a tough position to be in and I think he's just gotta write it out, doesn't he? 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think yeah, his his layup has basically turned into the Philip Seymour Hoffman character in Along Came Polly. <laughs> White chocolate, make it rain. <laughs> Ice man. Jesus, I've got three movie buffs here that can recite any line. So I can't do that. But what I can do is review the game of the week from last week. And it's two of our hosts here. The Grouse came victorious, 163.16, defeating the Park City Cubs. They will graduate to the Lions when they make the playoffs. Graduate? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's topical. Um, 154.32. I'm. You've given me a Manny-like essay here, so I don't think I'm going to give any of my own two cents. I'm just going to go straight to the notes. We'll start off with the loser from this matchup. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Benny has, even with Ridley being a laid out, the Grouse's other skill position players stood up in the early games and delivered with some big performances. A solid performance from his entire squad with the exception of Pitts and Cook. After the monster trade to bring in Adams and Cook, it has come at the expense of some depth, but early signs are showing that the gamble could well and truly pay off. It was a slow going in the early games from the Lions. Chubb and Henry both faced tough Ds and both put out their lowest scores for the year. Lawrence failed. That's Trevor, isn't it? I thought you two were first Yeah, well, he's not on a first name after that bullshit. Ah, I see. Uh, Failed to deliver in his first Lions career start with a monster performance from the rookie Michael Carter. That was actually, you'd be very happy with that, I saw. Um, and solid outings from my receiving corp. The Lions were facing the prospect <laughs> of a 23 from Mahomes on Monday Night Football for the win, MNF. Unfortunately, that Kansas City offense is continuing to struggle and get out of first gear. They are. It's looking very, very dire at the moment. With the highest and second highest score for the round... And going down to the wire, this proved worthy of the match of the week title. I'm pretty sure Jake nailed that in the preview last week. He said you yeah, were very mm-hmm. much, uh, very likely to have the second highest score and lose. He did actually, yeah. Yeah, so um, thanks, Jake. Who gives a shit about Jake? Jake's crystal ball. And Keeney, uh, it pays to wake up for the early games. <laughs> Calvin Ridley <laughs> laid out due to mental health concerns. This situation always looked a bit sus, and now it has been revealed what the issue was. Hopefully, time away from the game will be good for him in an otherwise disappointing year. We were talking about this a few weeks ago with the London game. There was something fishy. We thought it might have been COVID, but this is a very serious issue. I hope uh, one of the stars of the game can definitely come back sooner rather than later. Um, Pitts didn't go too well on the weekend, did he? Yeah, shocker. Uh, he was, yeah, he was, his stat line wasn't great. He, he had a couple of um, pass interference calls and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, didn't go great, but... Um, yeah, it'd be interesting if he gets the bump. Yeah, or if it's if it's someone else. But well, he gets a, a few tough matchups the next three weeks. Because I, I mean, we talked off air about um, you should reap some reward from Ridley going out at least with Pitts, but didn't uh, take place on the weekend. The Cooper Cooper connection was in full swing for Dallas. He's a severely underrated wide receiver, is Murray Cooper, and it's hard to believe he's only twenty-seven years old. Plug and play every week. And lastly, heavy sweat with Mahomes needing 23 points versus the Blue Men in a game that went down to the wire. So, boys, what are, where are you feeling? Where are you at after this game? It's a, It was a colossal matchup. Keeney keeps winning. Ben, not far off. How are we feeling? Uh, yeah, pretty good. Uh, clearly waking up 
a few days later to the Derrick Henry news didn't make me feel too good about it, and I guess it explains why he did look like he struggled. I know that Colts D is a very good rush defense, and then I guess throwing a broken foot in there probably doesn't help <laughs> when you're trying to rush against them. But I don't know. I think not having, um, what's his name, Lamar on by and having to roll a 12 out in Lawrence. Hopefully, if I do face Keeney again at some point this season, it will have to be in the playoffs if uh, Jake doesn't get the better of me in these next few rounds. And, yeah, hopefully it, it goes the other way. Yeah, um, I, I was going to bring up um, Derek Henry. So what? So the from your point of view, Hod, the, the injury to his foot, is that... Uh, Shocker. Shocker? Yep. So it'll be so, out for the year, you'd think? Yep, pretty much. I think his best chance is to come back in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, uh, right. yeah. yeah, so that what would a, be fantasy playoffs. What about next us. year, though? Because that's probably no, no, Ben's absolutely worry about. fine. Yeah. Absolutely fine. It's, think, just, yeah. it, it's just in a... This is the Jones fracture. Yeah. Um, one A notable player had it last year, I believe. Hmm. Um, it's just poor blood Debo? supply. So it's... Yes, it was very good memory. Um, yeah, so it'll it's just going to delay this year, um, but as for next year, absolutely fine. And isn't it an injury that re-injury is worse? If they, like the sorry, the chance of re-injuring if he comes back too early is severely high, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, 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 because it takes so long to heal. Thais, well, you look like the Statue of Liberty. Talk. Just to round up back to Calvin Ridley, um, so sort of trade go down Kenny last week with Scoot. Giving up more and McLaurin. Is there any conversation about parting with Ridley from either one of you? Because that could have panned out oh, horribly for Scoot. Uh, yeah, he was he was in the mix. Um, I, I basically said I'm happy to offload two any two of my receivers outside AJ Brown. I wanted to keep AJ Brown because I've um, got a pretty high opinion of him. Um, but the, anyone else kind of uh, from a wide receiver point of view was on the table. So it, it absolutely could have gone down so that So he way. could have picked him. <laughs> yeah. You put the ball in his score. Jesus, yeah. where are we? Crystal Ball Shan, we'll call him. Yep. Um, if, <laughs> if he could have seen this season coming, he might have held onto his draft pick. What do you reckon? I reckon, it, I reckon a bloke that age with Crystal Ball would be touching yeah, the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Gravity. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's an interesting point. It's an interesting balance that you brought up. Um, you know, I've, I've traded away some some depth and some younger depth to get a little bit stronger from the starting lineup point of view. Um, all you need is a couple of injuries. So, um, obviously, Adams didn't play last week. Calvin Ridley, who knows? Calvin Ridley could be out for the year. We don't know. Um, and well, all of a sudden... Yeah, you have to assume he is, don't you? Yeah, just about. Um, who knows? But, um, you know, two more injuries and all of a sudden your, your, your depth isn't as strong. But it's a fine balance between trying to elevate your ceiling and yep. trying to have a solid depth. Yeah, so yeah, I reckon he could be back sooner rather than later. I reckon OBJ is just organising a few boat trips, and maybe Kelvin will join him and <laughs> boats and O's. Fix him. That'll fix him. Welcome down at the Prestige, both of them. Interesting going with OBJ. We won't go on for too long, but how he's just holding out and hoping to get cut and then get a payday from that, and hopefully a free agency. And it's a fascinating thing. It's never good when your old man is getting on the socials for you. And uh, do you see that he's nah. had a go at the coaches and everything about? He put up 12 clips of Baker not throwing him the ball on Twitter. Yeah. Well, the thing I was reading that he, if he gets cut, he has to go to waivers. If he clears waivers, then no team has to pay the $14.5 million. But with this new CBA agreement, he'll get that essentially in like insurance style money. And then he'll get paid if he gets picked up by another team. So it's in his best interest money-wise to shit can the entire team, get cut, pass waivers, and then get double payday. He'd be on a 
similar thing to what Antonio Brown would have got, I reckon, like a mm. two, three million dollar yep. deal for a Super Bowl Prove contender me. and see yep. what happens. Yep. Crazy. All right, let's move on to some power rankings. That's the power of love. We'll start. I'll start it off with the bottom thirdrant here, and no surprise that the Humdingers sit just in their absolute position of the year in the twelfth spot there at zero and eight. No change there. No change in the eleventh spot with the Bayside Executioners. And oh. look at the DFF. He's just starting to cement a spot at number ten here. He's staying again. He's just holding strong. Hey, and in the words of the DFF, I'm building, bro. <laughs> he's, he's in the words slowly. Of, in the words of Mike Brady, go DFF. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll have a quick look here at the gap between 10th and 9th because uh, 9th spot just to round it out is the Johnny Unitas haircuts which drop a spot from 8th last week but there is a gap between him and the DFF of only 6 points so the DFF is coming. <laughs> Go DFF. <laughs> um. <laughs> Smooth. Hun. I uh, I was actually thinking of getting another round of beers but um I'll, I'll do i'll do this instead uh we will have the middle third rent here and uh the stallions have gone come up here to the eighth spot these these two been uh flip-flopping between each other the last two weeks the stallions and the haircuts yeah, I, I think, feel like, I think yeah. it has gone a bit back and forth. I think Manny was as high as seventh and as low as ninth. He's sort of, yeah. I don't know, there's sort of particular tier breaks at the moment. Jim had a nice win, so. It's interesting. Um, I'm just looking at the records here. Jim's at eight with a two and six record and Manny's at nine with a four and four. Well, how good's recency bias where Jim knocks off Manny this week and I'm sure a lot of people would have had those two side by side and thought, well, I can't put Manny above Jim after he just lost to him. So, you're right, True. two and six has got to be the highest... At eight there. That's yep. impressive. Very interesting. There is a uh, teardrop from seven to eight because we have the San Diego Demons uh, just outside the top half of the league and at four and four. And then Jake sits solid at uh, five and three in sixth spot with the uh, legal team. And Pappas Punishers has dropped out of the top four. And as we said, the cracks are forming and we'll just see... It, not to um, spoil any of the previews, but his team this week, wow, we, okay, the Dingers could have Ooh, a chance. Oh, wow. wow. Um, he uh, rounds out the middle third and in fifth spot with a five and three record. Keeney, bring us home oh, with a that, frothy. That top third. And he does round it out, but I tell you, the fourth and fifth. So who was, um, so Papa's fifth, and, and I'll reveal here that straight cash homies, Timos, is fourth. They are tied. Uh, in the in the power ranking, so there's a bit of a a uh, tiebreaker in effect there. So no, the the league couldn't split fourth and fifth. So right there is Papa, and then the top three. We've we've really got a Melbourne Cup sort of family sweep feel to us at the moment. We've got the top three and last in the house. Um, normally that's kind of the prize money on Melbourne Cup day, which is good. Um, so we've got the Park it City Lions. The, uh, it was the peppermint patty in my household was the last place. <laughs> really? Is a weird tradition. Yeah, Ad? that's. Well, Are you, you calling know, me Peppermint Patty? I'm calling Dad. you Peppermint Patty over there. <laughs> well, when you got Big Louie Burger running the show, I'm not surprised at all. Um, it's a Lou Burger move, that one. Yeah, it certainly is. But uh, we've got the Park City Lions, and this is tight, Ben. One one vote 
in it between the Park City Lions and the Prestige Worldwide, Cheers, who Hod. sits at number two. I tell you, Benny was not happy that you're <laughs> sitting above him despite having a better record. Uh, not happy at all. So shots fired. There, the better uh, record is fool's gold, my boy. And fool's <laughs> gold. That's um, that's peppermint patty to you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it. Uh, I actually think it works out pretty well because then the, the one and two in the power rankings are facing off this week as they did last week. Does yeah. make for a better narrative. Oh, I said it with all due respect. That, no, that doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want to say to me. It sure, sure as heck does. No, no, it doesn't it's mean that. It's in the that. Geneva Convention. Look we'll, it up. We'll move on to the week nine previews and our sleeper projections brought to you by Steenie's Upholstery Cleaner. No stain too tough for this week. Uh, and we'll kick it off, Keeney, with the Stallions first up. Yeah, Steamies. It's a good product, that one. Um, there's certainly no staying too tough. I've tested it out, and it uh, works a treat. So uh, <laughs> the Gym City Stallions. Uh, old Steamy Balls has it at a 62% for Jim, but the league is on board. The league is on board with the DFF here, ladies and gentlemen. 60% for the DFF. They think he's going to you know, put up another you know, 120-ish score and get the job done here against, against Jim. Hey, boys. Could we see? Now that it's division round, we probably should have started well, off yeah. with this. This is it's a good call. This is division round. Could we see a waddle for a divisional game? Waddle watch. Waddle watch is in full effect, I reckon. It's yeah, it's I, I feel like if he if he wins this week and he's one game back with divisional like surely he has to fire him up against Camo. Like it'll to take the top spot in the division. There's a lot of lot of ifs, buts and maybe's there, but do it for me, Steph. Just start him for fuck's sake. Go DFF. I uh, was looking at all of these matches uh, for the Eliminator pool. And the reason I settled on Jim this week is because Sam Darnold is in doubt to yep. play this week. He's in the concussion protocol at the moment. And PJ. another team picked up PJ Walker today. And he's got Zach Wilson, who won't be playing either. So he's going to have to fill someone Flacco. in that QB slot. So... One to watch as we get closer to Monday because there's a chance he could play. But um, from what I'm reading and hearing, I think PJ Walker's prepping to start. Yep. It could be, yeah. a, could be a blessing in disguise for the DFF because last year, Sammy Darnold had an absolute shocker at uh, the Colts Fortress with this 6.72. Three picks, two of them for tutties. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Very good point, though, Thais. Very, very good point. It is divisional week, as you said, Ben, and both of these teams are two and six, so a real fiery one to start off. And uh, basically, the the winner's still a, a cheeky chance, I reckon, and the loser's probably in big trouble to, to get that three seed. But from Jim's point of view, I've been looking forward to this matchup all year. Win or lose, I'm sure the DFF or the DDF will be fishing for some bait. He's saying, in fairness, a number of his players have shit matchups. Gordon against Dallas's run D, Jones against Buffalo, Allen against Slay, etc., etc. He's he's very negative at the moment, Jimmer, and um, you know he's just picked up Henry Rugg, so maybe maybe it's self-imposed <laughs> negative spark he needs. Yeah, maybe I don't know. He, and then he finishes with, "I've got nothing else." I genuinely genuinely think it'll be tighter than it should be. So I don't know if he thinks it should be a one-sided affair, but he's saying it's going to be tight. It also sounds like he thinks he has to put three points in every week. <laughs> do you guys reckon? <laughs> do you guys reckon Jim's picked up Henry Ruggs so he can put up a one fifty burger? Oh, is that a reference to how many miles per hour he was travelling? Yes. Soon. Yeah, it might be too, too soon. soon. Okay. I think we lost a life there. No, it's, it's two the dog as well. It's fine. <laughs> it's the is there a dog? Yeah, there was a dog. Yeah. Dog involved. Yeah. 
Struth. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't good. No. Um, speaking of Henry Ruggs, though, and we know Steph, I think Steph out of everyone is probably the most likely to celebrate an injury. Or in this case, celebrate someone going to jail. Hunter Renfro <laughs> is now the man in Vegas with two rocket ship emojis. Like, there's, there's not a bloke that couldn't be more happy about this situation. There is clearly, he owns a factory, but he doesn't own a PR team. No. Seriously, DFF, <laughs> get your shit together, bro. That's that's poor form, and, even and, by you. And I'm surprised he hasn't gone with some Brian Edwards sort of love. He, he was his man last year, but... And he's been a little bit better this year, but... If we so don't see him. the rocket ships in the logo by the end of this year, because he is building, bro, he needs to get the PR team, marketing team, yeah. artistic team, whoever the hell does the logos, needs to get onto that and get the this rocket ships This might be a rebrand, involved. the DFF yeah. Rockets. Yeah, he's the he's Elon Musk of this league, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, DFF. Oh, God. I, I do. I like his second point. Is Aaron Rodgers shit scared of the DFF? <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> Of course, uh, Aaron. Aaron will be missing, so uh, that's a that's a good break for Stefos in this one. Um, <laughs> He's ruthless. <laughs> Have a look at this next one. Who is Ashton considering taking with his twenty twenty two first? He knows full well that Jim doesn't have a first for three years. <laughs> Absolutely, he doesn't he does. have a second for three years. And I think his point was uh, just driving that one home. So the mind games may have begun. He has had a stab at everyone who doesn't have a first-round pick next year because he's sitting very healthy. Says, says the man who picked uh, Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. Ooh. Hey, how did, the, uh, how did holding the number one potential pick go for him last year? I don't know, Ben. I think you're about to tell us. <laughs> Not very good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll move on. And uh, thank you again to Steamy's Upholstery Cleaner. No stain too tough. That's for damn sure. Fuck, they're good. Are they, um, are, they, are they based out in Brighton? Where are they based? <laughs> the host has lost it tonight. He, what did uh, he say? I missed that one. Yeah, uh, no, definitely a, <laughs> definitely a local one there. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, we'll move on. The San Diego Demons 4-4. Four and four. Travelling all right, uh, Camo. Uh, versus the Dingers at 0-8. And That's what you want from a division leader, don't you? Just travelling all right. Travelling all right, absolutely. <laughs> the three seed. Yeah, he's pretty yeah, good. He's, yeah, he's, he's, right. he's okay. Sunny Weaver division is coming, boys. You just wait and see now. 2025. SWJ. Uh, S-dubs. Camo's thoughts here. Uh, Anzac Eve, Queen's birthday and the Hung Dingers division <laughs> matchup. I just think I said Hung Dingers. <laughs> Yeah, I might be changing my logo too. Uh, these are the big games the Demons look forward to the most. Bring it on. Bad news for Brody. Jesus, first name basis, yeah. Camo, is he's the fourth best team in our division. Good news is he's the third best member of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of an improvement, I suppose. Now, that is that is an absolute lie. I get that many good, uh, positive messages from Camo. On the weekly about this podcast, and he loves what I bring. So that I, I, I just don't know how to take that. Actually, rumor has it that you've also bro- brought the most uh, non-league members to our Instagram following as well. So there must be some love for the hod. I am doing plenty for this podcast. That's for damn sure. Gender diversification. I appreciate it exactly. So uh, last point from uh, Michael. Steve's <laughs> first name. Yeah, good. good. Larry. <laughs> Larry. Larry. <laughs> Michael Larry Cummins, uh, how good are the last six rounds being division matchups? Great way to finish the season. Credit to whoever came with up with that schedule. Didn't Jake come up with that last week on the podcast? I think that's just masterminds at work, oh, isn't yeah. it? Oh, he said, he, uh, "Don't worry." Anyway, 
Uh, my thoughts on this week is I haven't put anything down, but... Um, <laughs> good thoughts. I'm up and about. I think last week the boys almost brought it home. They were extra motivated playing against just a fuckwit organisation, basically. Mm, it's good defence. Um, good defence, and I think they're up and about. They're up for this occasion. I've picked them. It's always good when the owner, the GM, the whatever you call us, has put the confidence in the squad. And I think the projections are pretty even. Uh, why don't I ask the major They're sponsor bang about on. that? They're bang on skis. Um, are they? I yeah. thought it was 49-51, but 50-50 on here. But the league doesn't think so. It's a very heavy 80-20 split to the Demons. So that's all right. doesn't phase the dingers. We were given no chance last week. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think we'll give it a red-hot crack. Yep, you need uh, Michael Gallup to get in there. That's yeah, he was he was close last week, so hoping he gets up. Um, and Dak's back. I, I don't think I'd hope him to get up if Cooper was throwing in the ball, but he was all right, I suppose. Yeah. Could have played the other day. Could have. Good. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the divisional game of the Bo Callahan division, which sees OJ's legal team at 5-3, and three, taking on the Park City Lions, also at 5-3. and three. So right now, the top two teams... Coming up head-to-head. So Jake's takeaways are if the Lions are any good, they'll win this by 40 points. And this has really become a reverse Moz-type setup for a lot of people in their comments. But he's also doubled down again and said he will beat me even if he starts Hawkinson this week, who is on by for any of those people who aren't aware. And if I fluke a victory, this is Jake, I will be leading the Bo Callahan division. What a joke laughing emoji. Um... Not a lot of insight from Jake, let's be honest. He's just gone three reverse mozzes in a row right there. But you know what? Other than last week, his team has scored decent this year. It's been around the 140s, 150s most weeks. We just said after playing Hod last week, he had a total of two touchdowns. You can't see that happening consistently every week. He does... Um, he does well he believes in all sorts of things, we know that. But he definitely believes that his squad plays to the level of the opposition. So... I guess with that statement, he's going to dish up a solid score against your mob. Well, I hope it's a close one, and I hope that... uh, Actually, I don't hope it's a close one. I hope I fucking spank him. (laughs) My takeaways are the number one and two team of the Bo Callahan division, both with five and three records. This could be a huge game in the context of who takes out this division. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that we will go 2-0 against the other two members, if not 1-1. and I don't think I can see us both losing both of those games. So it will be a big one. Um, and I haven't looked ahead at the schedule, Keeney. Do we play each other in the last round? Or is it is it like that? It rotates through evenly? It's week 12, I think. Yeah, I think it's even. This is good for the podcast. but um, <laughs> Good listening. Yeah, Just, you play them again week 12, that's right. Yeah, so it could be a massive week 12 there, depending on how things play out. But Jake will be... Bitterly disappointed and embarrassed, I think, no with the effort. Uh, let's not go into that. Well, good. I don't have a 14 to <laughs> play. Uh, he'll be bitterly embarrassed with the effort that his team put out last week. The Lions are reeling with the latest Derrick Henry news. Uh, and the legal team, just to really plunge that knife into the Lions there, has gone ahead and started Jeremy McNichols in his starting lineup. So... Won't that be a fun one to watch if he goes off? But I think, guys, the real talking point of this lineup has to be the epic head-to-head matchup of the tight end positions. Tyler Croft versus CJ Uzama. Wowee. I thought you had Eric Ebron in there. 
I had Eric Ebron in there. It's a toss-up between him or, Uz, or Croft, but yeah, I mean, that sort of says a lot. Did you just call him Uz? Uz. <laughs> no, I almost said Jake's. Did you just say toss-up? I was going to say it's a real toss-up. That's, that's where I'm at with, uh, with Hawkinson on by. And with oh, Kittle is a chance to come off IR. That would be a very nice thing, but oh, I don't think it's happening. Big divisional game this week. Yeah, so we'll wait and see. That's been a good pickup, old Kittle. He's played a lot this season. You're the Keeney. Could be the uh, could be the difference this week if you wanted to look at the rich tight end room at the Dingers Land. If you <laughs> Can I just say the last a deal? Last time we spoke about tight ends was when the Debo trade was on the table, and you said, uh, "Well, we'll save it for the pod." Pulled the trigger, and I said, "What about saving it?" You said, "No, that was the tight end deal that I was talking about." <laughs> so he anyway, does, he does. He can pull the trigger. With the best of them, uh, young Hod. But shots uh, fired. The next, uh, the next game I'd like to like like to go through here. The Bayside Executioners. <laughs> I'm glad two you'd and like six. To go through. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually not a game I'd like to go through. I'm just designated this game. It's pretty shit. Um, Bayside <laughs> Executioners two and six against the Johnny United's haircut. Somehow four and four. Like it's yeah. uh, it's it's staggering. He's it really bothers <clears throat> you, doesn't it? No, it doesn't bother me. He's <laughs> he's a smart man, Manny, as he tells us every week. But um, he's he's four and four with one of the worst benches ever, which is part of his strategy. Like he's basically, if I don't make playoffs, I'm going to have a sick pick at the end of the year, which kind of makes sense. Um, and if I get in, I'll do no damage because my team's shit. So that's a good strategy. I just realised I didn't go through the percentage for anyone who's worried about don't the last about game. Eighty percent to the Lions, according to the league, but fifty-eight percent according to uh, Steamies. So, very big <laughs> difference was. right there. But I was just having a look at this. That Manny at four and four, if he wins this week, he will be tied with one of Jake and I in records. And yep. that is a fascinating thing in that division. It really is. Um, and so will Camo. <laughs> That's right. It's <laughs> true. And this is the beauty about the divisional games. It's There's still a lot to play for at the back end of the year. For Scooter, now comes the important games. He recognised that I've, I've been saving myself for these games all year, pers- purposefully losing to everyone to lull them into an overinflated confidence when they play me and then bang, <laughs> I'll only lose by 10 points. So uh, he's, he's completely off his team, I think. He, but then he said, I've just had a look at Manny's team. Who the fuck is Watt and Bolden? Surely I win this week. Which takes me to old Steamy's upholstery cleaner, no staying too tough, the projections. I, it's, a, it's a real real worry for me for Scooter. He, he doesn't know who big Mike White is. He doesn't know Bolden. Manny's starting with those plays. Doesn't even have Geno Smith this week. And he's still projected to get done by uh, the sensible haircut. So I'm not sure what that says about old Scooter's team at the minute. But uh, he's, he sounds confident. But uh, the projections don't. Um, currently, what are they? Got to find him here. 60%. We didn't go through it, but... Jameis Winston out for the season with ACL, yeah. so that's. I mean, not that. Well, it's it's a bit of a, a lot to go on. It's a bit of the elephant in the room. Um, Hod is pretty much protesting against doing any of the injury reports and the and the news. He didn't really want to bring it up this week, so maybe <coughs> we might fire it up next week. But he, he was he's definitely off it at he, the moment. He was successful in picking up Trevor Simeon in the waivers, so. Well. If that does become the start there, he's gone and replaced Winston, which yeah. might be nice. So you're into it. Right now, AJ Dillon's sitting in his super flex. That's not an ideal yeah, start. If you're into eight a week. Can I just say that, and I can say this because Scoot doesn't listen to the podcast, we know that, but why should we listen to any of his reviews? Every single week he talks about how confident he is and his team gets absolutely mm. whacked. And then he comes back and says the same thing again. Mm. Tell you what we haven't seen in a while is that stupid guillotine. <laughs> it's been refreshing, hey, hasn't it? Actually, I just thought you made a very clear point in your last comments that we would see 
a GIF or something posted in the Messenger when you beat Scoot and we never saw it. You did see it. I did see it. Oh, I just didn't read it. <laughs> it was his boy, Seedy Land, that he was coming after so hard, just waving bye-bye. Oh, oh, there you go. I was expecting more. After the winning catch, put him over the line. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, you built it up bigger than what it was, to be honest. That's what I do. Um, for Manny, I think he just wanted to hone in on, on this uh, Joe Flacco for $100. Waiver effort from the DFF, classic DFF. And then he just swoops in on Mike White, $0 on the waiver wire, throws for the most yards out of any QB on the week. Incredible. Really did. And he just finished with some play chess, some play checkers. <laughs> and that's where he's at. How is um, this sums fantasy up, doesn't it? Uh, I'll just find it. But most passing yards in week eight, Mike White, 405, Tom Brady. 375. Cooper Rush, 325. Jimmy Garoppolo, 322. And Davis Mills, 310. Four of the top five are nobodies. Imagine picking yep. that top five in a bet. <laughs> Good luck to you. And, Good Lord. and this is why I didn't pick Manny in the vision. He's a smart, smart man, and I stand by my decision. It's interesting. All right, we will move on. And I'm pretty sure Keeney said he was willy willy something about <laughs> in that last that last tally prompter must have got him again. Did um, I really? It willy did. Yeah, he willy did. And uh, this is a little bit of a blockbuster. It's a rivalry game, uh, obviously a divisional round, but these two don't like each other at the best of times, I think, just in general life. Um, but both teams, Pappas Punishers and the Straight Cash Homies, are five and three. These these divisions. It's a monster week this week. It's it's just juicy, really, really juicy. How you've uh, how you've set this league up. So kudos to you boys, and uh, I'll give you Papa's thoughts here. Will we get Zen? Will we not get Zen? What do you think? Oh, a bit of both. Well, I reckon a medium. Yeah, a medium luxer. Full Zen. I think he's under the pump. Oh, I reckon as well. First thought, two additional players from the Punishers go on the COVID yep, list there today. It is. There, there it is. is. There's, oh, he's cracking. <laughs> there's the first crack. That means I will have eight starting players oh, out of my lineup oh, this week. Oh, is a certainty. Boys, we Justin have Timberlake. our good old mate Papa back. I am super excited to read your game. And he reckons I read his game every week. And what do you boys do? You give me his game. I love it. <laughs> Cooper Cup is amazing and finally showing out. If only I had DJ Moore on my list. Oh. What an amazing talent. He must be a top five wide receiver. So yeah. This is your point. <laughs> this is my point. He's just, he's not about him. Not about DJ Moore one bit. I think he, for memory, I think it was the touchdowns. He, he, is that true? He's a bit low on the touchdowns every year. Yeah. Yep. That's probably the knock. That's the knock. Good. Um, but so well, was Cooper Cup before this year, probably. Was he? I think last year. Last year? Yeah, right. So Stafford to Carolina, is that what we're predicting for next year? Well, it helps when you got a good QB, <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? It helps a lot. Now, we will move on to the silent assassin, Tim Oss. And boys, I spoke to him earlier and he seemed to sort of say he didn't give us much, but he's given us six points here. I'll jump in. Sorry, this is, oh, this is no. the three of us that have added these points here. Oh, <laughs> he's no, given us you've donuts. done it again. <laughs> this is like a few weeks ago. You've it's all done over. it again and there's no... Grammatical errors. I was a bit shocked, but uh, Gore straight in for the punishers. Is that Frank Gore? No, I thought it was Frank Gore the other it's night. Derek, his grandson. Derek. Derek Gore. Yep. Drank. Frank and Derek. That, that's for <laughs> sure. What a related. party that would be. <laughs> in for the punishers is a solid sign for the homies. He reckons. He reckons. Yep. <laughs> oh. 
again. No, I was asking for confirmation from you boys. Kyler Murray, questionable. Mm, this is a big one. Playing at 8.25. Taysom playing at 5am. Could we see some J-Love activation this week? So is he on his practice? Uh, Taxi. Taxi. Yep. Taxi. yep. Um, is CMC going to play? So there's a bit of uncertainty with uh, Moss's squad here. Mike Evans and DK on bye. Uh, and if this goes down to the wire, this could be an epic showdown. It would be the two Pittsburgh Steelers, Chase Claypool versus James Washington. <laughs> what an epic battle that would be. Um, when, are the, when are the Steelers playing? Uh, the Tuesday game. So M- night game. MNF? Yep. All right. Yeah, we call it MNF, yeah. It's the Bears. Coming down to the wire. Now, I have been relinquished. Of my three weeks in a row of Game of the Week, what's happened? Relinquished. Yeah, is that a word? That's a new word, I reckon. <laughs> Relinquished. <laughs> yeah. That's a word. That's a word. Thank you. Is it? Removed. All right, look it up. Thank you, Katie. Yeah. Relinquished. 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 You Relinquished. just said it a bit weird. Anyway, yeah, but- I mean, we're about pronunciation here. Let's move on to the Game of the Week. And as you pointed out before, Hyde, it's been pretty hard to pick a game of the week with tied records, first week of divisional round, close matchups according to Steamies. But we've had to go ahead with the Prestige Worldwide sitting at 6-2, and two, taking on the Grouse 8-0. and oh. uh, So the number one and number two team in their divisions. But I see this as the number one and number four seeded team right now taking each other on <laughs> in this game of the round. So... Pretty stiff here, but uh, let's just have a quick look at what the league thinks. We'll start with this so I don't forget. Steamies has this at 60% to the grouse, 40% to prestige, but the league sees it a bit differently. 90% to the grouse, 10% to prestige. Having prestige sitting beside us, were you the 10%? Were you the one vote for yourself? Are you backing yourself in? I have to back the boys in this week. Yep. Love it. I'm going to pass to you to read us out your thoughts or share your thoughts on this matchup face. I'm not going to try and get inside your head. <laughs> Too hard. No man wants to go there. Um, what about I w- a woman? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Throat him. You throw me. It's the either t- that or the, this. The telling prompt is turned off. <laughs> They're your thoughts, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sinking into this couch. It uh, might not be the first. It's pretty stiff at mine. <laughs> Crack it over your knee. Uh, no, nah, I'm not even going to use this. I'm just going to say to my great mate Keeney, the all-in Keenies. Uh, after the trade this week, you'll be feeling very confident as you should be. Um, deserved favourite hasn't lost a game, and my review is around how this matchup this week reminds me of the 2007 Patriots. Mm-hmm. And the New York Giants when they oh. clashed late in the regular season. Last round. You're discrediting your team that much, right? The Giants were like... Eight Six and, seed. Yeah, they were even 500 on that Roll year. Dogs. Not yet, I am. Might be the Six seed. That's right. I think you're a bit better than what they were. But anyway, keep keep moving I on. I will continue. So, Keeney's on his quest for the perfect season. He's heavily favoured going in. 90% per the league. 100% if I'm not allowed to vote. <laughs> so it's everyone Thanks um, So it'll be a good slog Good close game I think Keeney will get the win 
Um, and he can have the win. And he can have the win again when we play in three weeks' time. Because all that matters is those weeks 14, 15, 16. And what a time it would be alive to be if I went in, knocked Keeney off in the Super Bowl. The Road Warriors, Benny. The nice. New York Giants, Road Warriors. Can the Prestige do it? I don't know. You're saying, just off that, I'm just trying to do some quick maths in my head there. You're saying, I don't care about this division game, the next division game. So you're dropping two games, but you're penciling yourself in for the playoffs. I mean, there's, it's pretty about, hard to do, isn't no, it? How about try some quick English? There's no pressure to win. Uh, I, I didn't realise we had Scooby-Doo on here. Right. <laughs> But as long as I win in the playoffs, that's all that matters. You got to get Guys, there, mate. I'm feeling fast and loose, like Aaron Rodgers with his vaccinations. I'm feeling good. <laughs> that's uh, true. Fast no, and loose works, though. So I just wondered that come playoff time, Keeney, if mm. you're undefeated, mm. will you start, you know, questioning some of your lineup decisions with all that talent you've got at wide receiver and running back? That's a good point. Maybe play the wrong man. Would you rather <laughs> drop one like the Bombers in 2000, or are you happy to run the table or Against try and the run the table? Oh, come what may, I suppose. I mean, like as as I touched on earlier, that you just need to have one shit week. Um, yeah, it's I don't see it as a bad thing to have to choose between some good players to play and not play. So we'll see how we go. I'm not there yet. I if, mean, you, if 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 I lose, then like our division is so strong. Mm. Um, you know, if I go five a one and five, you know, anything can happen. Then that's not out of the equation. So. You're not going one and five. Well, I was just trying to do some quick maths off your calculations there, Thais. If you get swept in your division, which could happen because it's competitive, yeah. right? And Jake takes out the Bo Callahan division, you're a chance to get squeezed out of that six seed spot off scoring because we're kind of neck and neck right now. So it, anything can happen is what I'm saying right now. Anything can happen. It's unlikely, but I'd be wanting to win as many division games as I could and not banking on dropping I'm them. I'm going to try. Don't get me wrong. I'm just well, saying, I'm just having if, a flashback to 2007 when I saw something similar. Yeah. I like it. Helmet catches galore. Well, it's, the, it's probably the, it's a big game because if you win, you're still a chance to get the one seed. Mm. If and you lose, you're probably not. You're home and hose, pretty much get a top two seed if you win this week, I think. Yeah, so that's probably mm. the, the biggest part of the game, I reckon. I feel your pain though, Keeney. You know, these big roster decisions, they're, <laughs> they're very, <laughs> uh, Cox, they're very hard. Or you know, you're, gonna be, you're not going to be choosing between the Chris Godwins of the world and the Devontae Adams and Dalvin Cooks. And I'm going with Boston Scott, Mike Davis, Kyle check. <laughs> And Rashad Higgins, the vow, <laughs> Penny. It might be they're, like a, they're hard decisions. It might though. be like an episode of the league where I just get those to choose my lineup for me. Ooh, Ooh I like confident. that. Kenny, do you want to share your thoughts, or do you want me to read out your thoughts? You can read them out. All right, he's got the one seed v the four seed this week, and he's just leaning into that. I love it. <laughs> a few early wins for Matt with Rogers out, Devontae Adams obviously getting a bump for Keeney. Uh no Ridley problem. out, Waller back. Dak back, Robinson escaping serious injury. That was a big talking point because if he went down with injury, that would have been huge news. He's questionable what? this it's week. Still questionable. What happened it, with it that? Could have been worse. It looked pretty bad. Because I, I just saw the snap percentages on a tweet he or something. Play the second half. Right, but he's okay. Hmm. Are we just saying there in that review that I'm lucky because the player copped a minor injury? No, no, I'm just well, saying, I'm saying that it's some good news. It's good that it's not a serious injury. Yeah, it's great. Time to fire up the B-A-E, or is that the Bay? The Bay. The Bay. Rashad Bayman. Oh, if James Robinson doesn't get up, Thais, 
will look to fire up the old man, APLD, <laughs> who's picked him up off the waivers. Who would have thought a 36-year-old running back would have some life still in this league? But there you go. Welcome to the NFL. Sniff. And Divisional Week commences, obviously, as we've touched on so many times and so many different outcomes of every single game is impactful from here on out. And Thayus has four first-round picks to fire but seems reluctant to do so, which suits Keeney just fine. Another little dig there at the end. In 30 bloody sentences of notes, how can you two not talk about Joshy Tassels? Oh, he got it no mention. Sec- That's always your note. Oh, oh you're off the teleprompter. He's, he's got another barnstorming matchup this week. Who's he got this week? Well, I got Jacksonville. A li- I got a little bit nervous when you said time to fire up the bay. I thought you were talking about the lovely because <laughs> Joshy's coming to town. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's a big matchup. Damn. I think I put some reverse moz on mm. Joshy Washy in my preview. I said, I, well, I said, can I get a Josh Allen update, please? Where, where's he sitting currently? Top two. I think. I think he's had a buy. Be first. What was the bet? I think Keeney's hot take was he. Oh, that's right. Top five. Top five, and then we pushed to top 10, 12. Mm. Mm. Anyway, interesting. Love tassels. Move on. Number three on the season. But uh, we finished the reviews and the previews and everything else in the podcast. But we're going to finish with a new segment, and that is just looking at a bit of a sliding doors moment. And we were mentioning earlier off air that Dynasty, whilst every other form of fantasy is, the the main goal is to win the title. Uh, I reckon another little sub game that goes on in Dynasty, only after a year and a bit being in, is just not being left holding the bag with any player. That is almost like a massive loss. If you are playing a game of will I trade someone in, will I trade them out, you just don't want to be left holding the bag. And it's happened to a few people, but I suppose the biggest one to date so far in this very short league is the Henry Ruggs news. Uh, young, highly touted wide receiver. He was the number one wide receiver drafted a couple of years ago, ahead of players like CeeDee Lamb, who are going on to monster seasons so far. And we talk about a sliding doors moment. I've just had some mail uh, from one of the league members that the... The unfortunate Henry Ruggs news and what went down there and he's looking at potentially never playing a game again with what he's done. Uh, one league member told me that last Thursday they offered Jake, how's this, a second round of four rugs. Now, this news went down on Wednesday, is that right? So six days later or Tuesday, yeah, yeah. five days later. Tuesday. So about five or six days before this went down, a second rounder. Uh, apparently, Jake thought it was fair value but wanted to still keep him. This person then threw his third rounder in for the following year, just as a bit of a sweetener. And uh, apparently Jake was pretty torn on that, but eventually still said no. Uh, Jake was persistent the whole time that he wanted a first round pick involved, but clearly knew that getting that first round pick meant he would give, had to give up some second round picks and stuff like that. But apparently it was very, very close to being uh, completed. And could you imagine that? That trade gets completed and then five, six days later that news goes down would be a pretty crazy sliding doors moment. Yeah, we were speaking um, before the pod just about it's probably the first kind of moment um, in our dynasty experience where a player like a highly, reasonably highly touted player um, could potentially be out of the league, as you said. Like we weren't doing it when Andrew Luck announced his retirement, but I can only imagine 
a kind of the impact on the on the dynasty league that would have had at the time, but b also the the likelihood it was kind of in the off season. There definitely could have been an Andrew Luck trade two weeks prior. Um, so just like those kind of things going down are just devastating, and it's not something you can control. But um, yeah, it's probably the first one of of that caliber. First one, and no doubt not the last one. I think there's going to be plenty of these moments that will happen, and you just can't predict them. But you know, someone that Jake invested pretty decent stock in the startup and has held on to him, and I reckon he's had a few yeah. people going after him over the past year and a bit. Yeah. So so not only do you have to work out when to trade someone because they might be declining or their age or whatever now you got to work out if they're about to go to jail so just yeah maybe they're on the side of trading them out who knows what was rugs what pick in our Mate, league? Is the first oh, oh in our league oh, give me two seconds round i reckon he's a seven seventh rounder eighth rounder just in that round i think he was just after like jerry judy i'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure it was like right around that mark it just it, it makes you think though like because jake has I, I approached jake with a trade and we got talking about rugs and he hasn't delivered, but it's that high draft capital. It always makes you think. They stay in the league for ages. Yeah, it just ma- it, it yep. makes you keen about possibly getting them in for that potential. Um, so, yeah, it's a huge, huge moment for Jake in unfortunate yeah, circumstances. It's a bit stiff. He was the 7.06. Um, players that went around him, Darren Waller went two picks after him. Michael Pittman Jr. went at the 7.09. Mm. Um, yeah, so there's a, I mean, you could do that. Literally, with any you don't want pick to in that draft. Believe me. <laughs> well, I'm looking at it here, and Keyshawn Vaughn went one pick before him. Which dickhead did that? <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the but, cruelest things you can do is look back at that draft. No, that's it. right. But um, I suppose the the silver lining is at least Ruggs was on the team that won the ring in in year one. So True. it probably hasn't. You know, it's, he's probably not devastated about it. It's as, the only might be. ring that Ruggs is going to win, unfortunately. Not if he's going to jail. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but. <laughs> Well, yeah, he might, uh, might get some ring sting. He'll get some different kind of ring action. That concludes another one for wow. this week. It's uh, Jesus. It's got a bit of a different feel, doesn't it, when we're all sitting in the same room and even nicer when we can have our special guests sitting in the same room with us this week. So hopefully that translates to good listening and not just a bunch of giggling idiots at the yeah. other end of this. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this one uh, plays back. But it was good to uh, have Thais in the room, very insightful and uh, in a lovely position on the infamous couch as well, might I add, just between me and Ben. So don't get too comfortable there, mate. You gonna give us some thoughts, Thais? Yep. <laughs> Just have, ready to have my rug munched. <laughs> Is that a Henry Ruggs reference there? <laughs> my Henry, my you rugs missed it. Munched. Oh, no, it's uh, you you nailed it on the head there, Benny. It is. I'm loving the ability to record live in the room with you boys and the ability to bring in guests. We didn't know how you'd go tonight, Thais. Just being off the cuff, you're a very planned man mm. and uh, you have delivered very strongly. As strong as the big ox, Joshy Tassels Allen. <laughs> we'll see how he goes this week against his arch-rival, Keeney. It, it is one of the greatest rivalries in all of sport and to finish it off, we will thank the great sponsor again and I will tell you, boys, it ain't easy being steamy. <laughs> Podcast over and out.